recording, but we can start right All right. Welcome back, guys. This is the LFMF podcast. Um, sorry about that hiatus last week. Uh, we had a little bit of a break that we went on. Um, Ben's concussion got a little bit worse that week. If you want to go into that, let us know how you feel. Yeah, uh, last two weeks were pretty, pretty rough, to say the least. Um, but to be more specific, yeah, the concussion definitely took or had some some longer lasting effects than what I was used to, um, or at least from concussions I've had in the past. Um, and it kind of like ties in to like the topics that we're going to talk on today, just like mental health and like depression and kind of just stuff that comes along um in everybody's life but obviously having a concussion you kind of feel more of those effects um but yeah so last last week um the the week we missed was pretty interesting for me I kind of um went through or experienced a lot more of the symptoms like my head was hurting a lot and I felt like really confused just like general confusion overall um and just like a lot of um a lot of like mental health stuff came up and I was definitely in a in a rough spot even the past two weeks um more so last week and you know it kind of like made me kind of like isolate myself from a lot of people um just so I could take time to figure out what's going on with me um but yeah as of this week I'm kind of getting out of that slump and or I like to think I'm getting out of that slump um and yeah the you know because of what had happened we're kind of gives us you know some topics to talk about for for this week and stuff that's important yeah, definitely. Also, this month being Men's Mental Health Month, uh, I think just wrapping up the month, I'd like to talk about, I guess, men's mental health, uh, just shine a light on it a little bit more. I know a lot of people have probably seen things on social media, a lot of posts uh, talking about it, but I think it's also important that we acknowledge it just because I think that's a really important thing that we've noticed in our lives. And I think that from that, we sort of had a turning point to where we started to realize that it is an important thing to focus on and to actually pay attention to more, even more so than just your physical health as well. Definitely. I think, I think there's an argument to be said about maybe your mental health might be more important than your physical health. I mean, obviously two of them, they, they coexist and they correlate with one another. Um, but mental health is a weird thing because there's no like blood test you can go and get for a doctor to just say, yeah, you, you, you're depressed or, you know, you're anxious or you're this or you're that. It's kind of like one of those things where you can only come to realize it yourself. Um, and you kind of have to be in a, in a spot to accept that, um, and understand that, Hey, you might be going through something. Um, and this is just all from personal experience. I mean, I'm sure everybody's felt down before, but they didn't necessarily want to say they're depressed. Um, and I've, I've felt the same way for the longest time now. Um, but it's getting to a point where not only am I like realizing it more, 
and how much of an impact it has on my life. But, you know, other people that are, let's just say, like, close to you or, like, your friends or your family, if they can start noticing about that about you, you know, there's something to be said that maybe there is something going on and it's okay that something's going on. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like you have to deal with it. You have to do something about it. You can't just let it exist and not address it because, I mean, just from statistics and studies, it's proven to to say that, you know, unaddressed mental health problems can lead to, quite frankly, more serious repercussions in your future. Um, It sort of has like a snowball effect, honestly. Like it can start out with something really little that where you might say, I'm not depressed, I'm just sad about something. But then you can sort of fall into a, a hole where you're just digging yourself deeper and reinforcing that negative thought with more negative thoughts. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of what I experienced um, these past two weeks where it starts off as just saying, hey, yeah, I'm sad, whatever. But then sadness leads to, you know, lack of interest in things you used to be interested in. And for me, it was like, all right, I'm sad. But now I'm so sad that, like, I don't even want to eat. And I don't want to eat now. Therefore, I don't have the energy to do anything. I'm not interested in going to the gym, for instance. And now I'm not going to the gym, so I'm not happy because it's part of my routine is just not there anymore. So now I'm not going to the gym, and all I want to do is just, like, lay in bed. And now I'm laying in bed, and I don't want to reach out and talk to, like, my friends or hang out with my friends. And now I don't want to hang out with my friends, and because of that, I just isolate myself even more. So it definitely is like a loop where, you know, one piece falls and the rest follow follow in suit. Like, everything else will fall around you. Um, and then that's when it, quite frankly, becomes a cycle um, and really the only way to, to kind of like get out of that is to consciously stop the cycle and break it and, um, just understand that, yeah, think- there's a problem, but there's also solutions to it. You know, there is, there, there's a lot of hope to have, um, in regards to this stuff, even when it seems like nothing is going right or nothing's going your way. I think definitely you have to just don't don't lose hope about it because they're you know you're at a at a pretty um, negative spot. Let's just say you're at rock bottom. It's like the only way the only way back is going up. You've already reached you know your lowest point, so can't can't get much deeper um, than that. And I think a lot of times people really do know what they need to do in a situation. Even if they don't want to admit it to themselves, they know what their first step ought to be to get out of that cycle that you were talking about. And sometimes it just takes like a blind faith in it being the right move for that person to do it. And I think a lot of times you do have to get into a different routine that you might not believe is going to be better, but you know it's a good step in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes not to discredit the people that don't know what to do because there there have been points where it's just like I felt really like confused I don't know what to do um and there's there's almost this loss of hope 
but the one thing you can kind of like turn back to is what worked for you in the past and kind of like you said just maybe maybe in the moment you don't know what you ought to do but just look back on experience and understand what made you happy and granted you know I think a lot of people become depressed because they lose a source of happiness um which is okay but the big thing for me at least that helped me is just realizing that you can find other sources of happiness and you can find a lot more healthier ways of finding happiness um I mean for instance like I found happiness in in other people mainly and you know people aren't consistent sometimes they they leave your life but you yourself as as a person you don't necessarily leave your own life so maybe you ought to turn to yourself and find happiness within yourself um and you know that that's that's a whole nother story or a whole nother conversation but taking steps like that you know finding problems and I guess being introspective almost to realize that, you know, you have the capacity to um, make yourself happy again. That's like something I think that's super powerful. Like you can't take that away from a person. They have their own ability to, you know, cultivate happiness within themselves. It's not only that they have the ability and the capacity, but I think everybody has a right to be happy. Everyone deserves to be happy. A lot of people, I think, will look down on themselves after a certain events, if they get broken up with, if they get cheated on, if they have a falling out with a family member, and they think, I don't deserve X, Y, and Z. I don't deserve to feel good because of whatever has happened to me. And I think that that's another rut that some people get and get into to where they can't even believe that they're worthy of something like happiness. Yeah, and... You know, every everybody's story about being sad or depressed is all very specific to them, and I'm not going to sit here and, and lie and say that I, I know all sorts of depression, you know, or Asher knows all sorts of depressions. It's just like you or we only know what we've experienced. Um, but, you know, in the end of it all, it all stems from, you know, loss or something. But understanding that, I think it's just having hope. Like, that's that's the biggest thing. Because, there, you know, speaking from personal experience, it's, there's times where I'm just sitting there thinking, like, there is no hope. Like, I don't, I just don't know what to do. Like, nothing makes me happy anymore. Um but you're kind of like self-perpetuating that by saying that to yourself, like, I'm not going to be happy ever again, or I'm not happy right now. Um, and those are all moments, and moments come and go. So I think having hope, as much as it hurts to like just believe in hope, because hope is one of those weird things where you don't see it, you can't feel it, you don't know what it looks like. It's just something that you have to have, this belief that it's going to get better. Um, that's hard to, to find as a source of comfort, 
but the cool thing about it, it's like you can have hope in any situation and that feeling that it's going to get better is such a great feeling to have especially if you don't think you have anything right now yeah definitely i i'd compare that to um laws of attraction if you're going to uh, speak out those words of affirmation that you deserve and that you are going to be happy i think a lot of times then you start in your own life looking for aspects of your life to become or to find joy in those you start actually actively finding ways to make yourself feel better and to get that serotonin yeah and i i think it for some people it might even go beyond just serotonin um well i shouldn't say that because at its you know biological and like barest form everybody says you know depression is just like a chemical imbalance or it's a lack of some chemical but for the person going through it it's like a lack of it's a lack of what they're used to like their life isn't the same anymore something's changed um and that's that's all you can see it as but you know you kind of have to think about it like life is never really consistent at all um or I shouldn't say it's not consistent but it life can be inconsistent and you know in the case of like relationships whatever it may be it's like whenever it involves somebody else you can't really you can't really like know that there's consistency in that as as good as it might feel back then in the moment like nothing can disturb this when you involve other people it's almost like you're putting hope that they don't leave but when it is another person they can quite frankly do whatever they want and it sucks because you're the person that now feels like the victim you feel like you have to pick up the pieces and it's hard to pick up the pieces when you're not used to that stuff you're not you're you're basically kicked out of the routine you're in um but i think that's why you know routine is such an important thing because it you know everybody wants consistency in their life everybody wants balance and peace so a good way i thought of it is kind of find new a new routine that's that's more consistent and the way we can make consistent routines is don't rely on other people just make yourself happy or try to try to cultivate happiness through the means of yourself I think a lot of people need to understand that it's not necessarily about the other person at all because that's not underneath your control. The moment you start trying to control another person is the moment you've lost because you're trying to do the impossible there. You're also acting very selfishly at that point. So I think another key would be when making that new routine is that you don't want to include another person or independent variables like that that could change other things. You need to focus in on the things that you can control, which is most of the time your emotions, your responses to things, and what you do throughout the day. Definitely. And, you know, for those going through it, I don't know exactly, like, the manner in which it occurred to you or 
what you're what you're thinking or what you're experiencing um but another thing that i can't stress enough is let time do its work i mean i had i had somebody tell me this once where when i was going through my breakup they were like they said something along the lines of basically it's just how many sleeps can you put in between when that event happened and where you are now and the more sleeps you get from when you get broken up or when somebody in your life died or when you lost your job the more sleeps basically which is just time you can get between that situation and where you are now helps to ease the pain or whatever feeling you get from it Uh, because it's not going to happen overnight you're not going to like just say I mean some people might feel this way but most people aren't just going to wake and be like yeah I'm happy now or I'm over it it doesn't necessarily work like that I think it it stays with you um and you just got to learn how to how to deal with it and that's like another thing I feel like people don't talk about enough about depression. It's it's not a, you know, yesterday I was depressed and today I'm not depressed. It's more so like yesterday I was depressed, today I'm still depressed. Tomorrow I'll probably still be depressed, but I can have like slight changes in how I feel. And thinking about it like as a spectrum where, you know, depression is one end happiness is the other end and then there's that zero in the middle where that's neutral I think you know you'll slowly start sliding on that scale the more you try to think of fixing problems like and it's not to say that it's just linear like it'll go from depression slowly to happiness like You'll go from depressed to happy back to depressed, and you'll continue that cycle for who knows how many times. But the cool thing about that, it's, it shows you again that you have the capacity to be happy after being depressed. And more so on the contrary, you have the ability of being happy and then becoming depressed. With those clinically diagnosed with depression, I think it's more of not trying to necessarily get on an opposite end of a spectrum, but it's rather a balance of living with depression because it really doesn't go away. Personally, for me, it's a part of who I am. I think there's highs and lows and hills and valleys in my life and in every day, but it's all about learning and finding those triggers of to where you can get back to where you were. You can reinforce the positive thoughts and you can help yourself not dig yourself out of a situation, but sometimes to even just reason yourself out of it to understand that this might be an irrational case of me looking down on myself or something else of that nature. I think a lot of times people will feel that little twinge of depression and kind of let it just be a rock slide of all the emotion because it can be comforting to be, to be depressed because most of the time that means you're not changing and a lot of times you're falling back into your own childhood thoughts and mind patterns. Yeah, and I think that's a good point to make. Um, 
you know, being depressed, it's like a lot of people live with it. And I think a comforting fact um, that I've experienced, like going to therapy or more more recently going to the concussion clinic is understanding that there's a lot more people out there than you would think that have depression. Um, but you would never expect somebody like that to be depressed. But turns out they too are very similar to you in the fact that they have negative thoughts about themselves or no positive outlook on life. And, um, you know, it's just learning to adapt with it. And I think just talking with people that know a lot more about the subject than I do, they say that, you know, being in your late teens and early 20s is when it really starts to emerge um, for, for some people or for most people. That's usually when they start to discover a lot of mental health issues with themselves. Um, and I think I can relate to that more because I feel like, you know, a lot of you know, my issues have started to come out more so recently than than ever before. Um, and it all feels like overwhelming because you think to yourself, oh no, why all of a sudden do I, am I depressed? Or why all of a sudden do I feel this way? Um, but it, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's fine, but it's natural. Other people are going through it too. I don't think you should be scared of it. I don't think you should definitely not. be ashamed no. of it either. I mean, I'm going to read off some uh, statistics that I found on a couple of websites. Um, if you want to look them up, they're on mentalhealthamerica.org. Since 2000, there has been an upward trend of male suicides. Um, in 2010, men accounted for 79% of suicides. And men are less likely to seek professional help for depression, eating disorders, anxiety disorders, and even schizophrenia. So I think, if anything, those statistics really show that specifically men are ashamed of these feelings. They bottle them up more, and I don't think they're as comfortable with talking about them. That could be because of societal norms or whatever, but either way, it's not about finding the origin of it. It's finding what we can do now. Yeah, and I think it goes two ways. For somebody that has depression, as hard as it is, especially being a dude, it's hard to talk about those things because, I mean, the last two weeks I didn't want to talk to anybody. Um, and the the more time you have with those thoughts without telling anybody, it's harder to reach out to tell somebody. Um, it's also easier for you to um, sort of make it more than it actually is and to be overcritical on yourself where you're lying to yourself and now you're angry about things that haven't even happened yeah you definitely can't trust yourself completely when you're going through something traumatic or just anything emotional because quite frankly you you have emotion dictating a lot of how you think and emotions aren't necessarily true or they don't reflect the true version of yourself 
Um, but my like biggest thing and I, I, I want to tell everybody is just take the first step and mention it to somebody. That was my big problem. I, I was thinking like, how do I tell people that I'm depressed without just saying like, yeah, I think I'm depressed right now. Um, and that goes along, you know, for people who aren't depressed, but might know somebody that they suspect might have depression. Be, try and help out your, you know, your friend or just your fellow human and be okay with being receptive to them saying that there's something wrong or, hey, I mean, maybe you, you might have to be the bad guy and kind of pry it out of them and just not call them out, but know that you see that there's something wrong with them and talk about it with them because I guarantee you everybody that's going through it wishes they could talk to somebody about it. They just don't know how to. Or I think a lot of people have tried to, but they've come to the wrong person who wasn't ready to be receptive. And that just sort of scars you for the rest of your life because you don't, you just feel like you're not worthy of like opening up. Oh yeah, that that's definitely a. Um, Especially with our generation, I yeah, feel like a lot of kids have opened up to their parents about it, and I don't think that it's even a word in their vocabulary: depression or mental health. And that's not to say that they're bad people at all. I just don't think it was ever a, a big topic for them growing up. They aren't very familiar with the terms. Or even to go further on. Um, just you've had a bad experience maybe in the past before about opening up. Um, I've had those experiences where, you know, I, I try to open up to people and then the response I get out of them isn't positive at all. And it kind of makes you feel like you can't talk to anybody anymore because history has shown you that you tried to and then they, you know, left or they thought you were weird or they just didn't know how to respond to you. Um, and I don't think anyone should ever take that personally if they're not received with open arms. Just understand that this person is probably not comfortable with their own mental health if if they don't want to open up. Because anybody who understands or comprehends their own mental health problems will be a little bit more empathetic with another person who is also struggling. Yeah. That, that that's a good point definitely don't um, don't take it personal if anything it's more of a tell about the other person like like you said they did the right thing they they sought help they just sought help with the wrong person and definitely you you have to be your biggest advocate when you're going through something like this because at the end of the day nobody has your best interests like yourself and nobody knows exactly what you're going through but you. So if you are serious about getting help, you have to be your biggest advocate. You have to fight for yourself and you have to keep seeking out and looking for help until you get it, which sucks to say because... It's yeah. almost the opposite of what you want to do at the time. Right, right. And to speak, you know, on my own experience, it's like I didn't want to um, I didn't want to get help because I thought help should just come to me or 
there's going to be somebody there that's going to save me, but it kind of goes back to a, a, a life lesson that I think everybody should learn sooner rather than later. It's nobody is coming to help you, and you got to help yourself, which kind of has a negative outlook almost. But to kind of flip the perspective on it, that's empowering to me because you always have the capability of getting help for yourself. Nobody can take that away from you. And that makes you feel like you took the power back, basically, because you can do something about it. You aren't powerless. You have all the the necessary means to do it if you let yourself do it. If you give yourself the mindset or if you maintain the mindset of saying, hey, I can't help myself. Um, but, you know, to, to go back to it again, it's not, it's not easy at all. It's, it's a hard journey. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a really hard journey, but. I think it's a lifelong journey. I don't think, I don't think anyone's ever mastered it just because we're not perfect as humans. I think a lot of people are a little bit further ahead. They have a lot more advice to give, a lot more information on what's worked for them or a large amount of people. But I take comfort in knowing that nobody's perfect. Even the happiest people that deal with depression still wake up some days and just feel like crap. Yeah, it's an ongoing battle for sure. Um, like you said, you're not you're not always going to be happy. But you're also not always going to be sad. It's it's, you know, there's like an ebb and flow to it. Some days are better than the others. Other days feel worse. But just I don't know, it's like the the thing that I like to tell myself is just keep going. You're never gonna you're never gonna get your answer if you just stop and quit. But quitting guarantees that you never get better. So the only way you can really fail is by not continuing and going on. It's 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 not the answer to it. I think a lot of people quit after maybe trying one thing and it not working out just because they're so discouraged. But I think the best thing for most people, if they're trying to start on a journey or to make a change in their life, is to recognize what you can change and what you are able to do. Like what is closest to you that you can change? And most of the time that's something about you, like you were saying. So change a habit, stop a habit or form a habit. Yeah, and you definitely have to um, keep keep at it to build habits. Um, nothing sticks the first time you do it. I think the saying is like, do it seven times and then it becomes natural. Yeah, it's, it's just a matter of repetition and making it normal. Because then it becomes routine and then routine becomes your habit. And a lot of that is just training your mind and training your thoughts to sort of work in a better way instead of immediately going to a negative or immediately catastrophizing a situation. You have to remove yourself, remove that initial emotion 
and either see it for what it is or be able to affirm yourself in another way. Yeah. And I think um, going back to like trying things more than once, it's if, if you are somebody that is going through a tough period, there's so many resources out there that you know have helped people in the past and they continue to help people um i'll leave a few links um here in the description just some some resources that i know of personally and have used before um but you know reach out to you know a friend or maybe if you're not comfortable reaching out to somebody that you know personally reach out to to a professional because this definitely is a medical condition and there are medical treatments for people um, and you know kind of to to move along with the subject like there there is, there is this huge stigma on mental health quite frankly it scares most people to talk about um, and like one of those things that you know is scary for me is or not 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 anymore necessarily but what i was afraid of is you know some people don't want to take like say antidepressants or they don't want to take mood stabilizers or they don't want to take anti-anxiety medication because maybe they've heard a bad story or maybe the people in their lives talk down on taking that sort of medication but Nobody's going to talk down on somebody that's actively trying to fix themselves. And if they do, what kind of person are you to talk down on somebody else for actually trying? Yeah. I think it reminds me of the same people like who make fun of somebody that that's like overweight that goes to the gym or somebody that doesn't look like they know what they're doing at the gym. Who are you to, you know, judge somebody who's trying to fix themselves? And I think, you know, it it's it's more of a reflection on the person that's judging you than it is you necessarily. Um, nobody in their right mind would do that. Um, and if you, you know, kind of take this to heart, you can also just be a good person and kind of cultivate an environment where it's okay for people to feel vulnerable. Like, you can be the person that can lend, you know, lend an ear or a shoulder cry on or whatever just you know help each other out i think there's kind of this um this trend in society now where it's like every man for themselves um but that's kind of gotten too far where it becomes quite frankly a really toxic environment um because you know everybody just wants to judge other people but going back to what I said, it's like more of a tell about that person judging than it is you, the person that's suffering. Uh, and who, who knows, maybe I think another big thing that people are afraid of nowadays is change. Um, and for me, it was, I noticed a lot of my uh, mental health triggers were because of the people I surrounded myself with, like so-called friends that I thought were friends, 
aren't necessarily friends. They're friends for the wrong reasons. They're only friends with you because they like one side of you, but they can't handle the other part of you. Um, and for me, I'm, I'm blessed to have people, you know, very few people that care about me regardless of how I'm feeling. So another, another good point I want to throw in there is maybe, maybe look at your friends or people you surround yourself with and, and look at them and just understand that maybe they aren't as good for you as you think they are. And it's okay to let go of those people that are kind of holding you back or making you somebody you don't like. I think that's really hard for people to do because a lot of times these are the only people in their lives. If not, if they didn't have them, they wouldn't have anybody or they just would seem like a loser in their own eyes, whatever that means. So I think that's that can be really hard for people to literally leave a friend group or to change their priorities just because they finally realize that they're not getting the right support from them. But I think once you start seeing the right support in other areas from other people, then you'll realize what was I doing there? Why was I wasting so many years with these people when I meet people who are actually supportive and so much has already changed? I'm already feeling more positive. I already have a better outlook on life and I feel a little more motivated because people are being honest with me and listening to me. Yeah, and to go along with that, I think most people most people don't need advice when they're going through something. I think most people just need somebody to listen to them talk. Um, and going along with what you said, I think what you said is really good because some people are, might not have a lot of friends and they they might recognize that sure their friend group isn't good for them but if they left that friend group they wouldn't have or not even friend group but if they left you know that group of people they won't have anybody to turn to um but i think it's important to realize because i feel as if a bare minimum human requirement for people is just to have good people surrounding them and being a good person consists of being able to see both sides of somebody and still love them and still appreciate them you know with all their flaws because I don't know we have this conversation all the time where you know there when there's good there's also bad and if you can only be there for the good. You aren't necessarily a true, I don't know, friend or whatever to that person. And I mean, it's the it's the same principle as a fair weather fan. Yeah, you know, like you're only here because everybody's having fun. Right. You're right. not here paying for tickets when the suns are getting blown out in early 2010s, something like that. And I think it, you know, you for for most people, I don't want to make this a generalization because obviously not all families are like this, but I think a good place to start if you haven't already is talk to your family about stuff like this because family is family at the end of the day. Um, 
And granted, for some people, their family might be the worst people for them. Hmm. But for those few that do have family that isn't bad, talk to your family about it because they love you a lot more than you think they do. Or those that you would consider family. Going yeah. back to LFMF and its meaning. I mean, that's that's one big thing that, like, a step I've taken these past couple of weeks was I started talking to, to my family about it. Um, and, you know, to their surprise, they're like, oh, we had no idea you were going through this. And it just, you know, kind of maybe showed me more about myself. Like, I don't tell them enough, and I ought to tell them more because they genuinely do care about me. They don't want to see me sad. They don't want to see me depressed or... It's like you realize there's a whole nother support group that you yourself took out of the equation. You didn't allow yourself to have that support group. Yeah. I mean, there's no denying that. And whether it came from, you know, insecurity or just not wanting to talk about it, because I think for me, I always thought if I said I was depressed, people would assume I was suicidal. But I think that, that as, as people are, get more, more and more educated about this topic, they do realize that depression and suicide or suicidal thoughts or ideation are completely separate factors in completely separate scenarios. You can be depressed without being suicidal, and you can also be depressed and suicidal. But, you know... You can still just be depressed and that's it. Um, so just knowing that, I think more people just need to know that statement or that fact in general um, because it's important not to, um, I guess not to scare people away from it because, you know, that's just, I think... Um, we both have personal experience with people just being scared away by stuff like that. And that's why, you know, maybe they didn't tell somebody that they were depressed or they're going through something. It's because they were afraid of how people would react. Um, but you as a human have the, the right to be understood exactly how you feel. Um, and whether it's not, you know, whether you get turned down by the first person that you reach out to, or whether the first person you reach out to is completely understanding of it, I think every human has that right to be understood for exactly how they want to be. And like we had said, um, if you're going to open up to somebody and they don't receive it well, that what does that show about them? Shows that they're not a good person or whatever. But the fact that you went out and opened yourself up like that and actively sought help, that's the most important part that's the part that actually matters because you're taking steps for you. It doesn't matter about how the other person takes it. It matters about how you are treating yourself because you're treating yourself better now by understanding that you deserve help. Definitely. And it, it gets easier the more you do it, just yeah. like anything else in life. Like dip your toe in the water, sure it's cold, but you know, just keep going keep telling people about it and before you even know it all of a sudden it's that much easier to talk about and that much more accepted by other people 
Nobody's good at something the first time they try it. And there might be moments where you feel like you're going back a step almost. And and that's okay because it's still progress. Um, It's just a perspective thing. Like you might feel like you're going back in time or you're going back in, in your journey of getting over it. But it's it's not a straight line. It's not like I'm on my journey of getting better and better and better and better. It's, you know, like for me, talking to a therapist, the biggest thing I realized, especially when going through something like grief, is that there's five stages of grief. And sometimes you're on the third stage of it, and then you go to the fourth, and then all of a sudden you're back at the first stage. And that might feel like, failure to you or like you're not making any progress but that's quite frankly what progress looks like it's messy um but just understanding that concept like it's okay to take a couple steps back to take three steps forward that's that's quite frankly how a lot of concepts in life works yeah you see the um those like motivational graphs where it's like you where you want to be and there's a straight line, and that's the expectation yeah. of getting straight to your goal. But the reality of it is you do five loop-de-loops, you turn back around, you go the opposite direction, and then you get there. And the only way you get there by going up and down and everything is by trusting the process and having that hope that you were talking about in what you're doing and knowing that it might not turn out right now, but I'm doing the right thing. I am not in control of the result of me seeking help. I'm in control of seeking help. That's a good point. And I think to add on to that, there's no timeline on any of this. I think what scares a lot of people is there's this imaginary timeline that like society creates for people where, you know, you should only be sad for X amount of time or you should have your life figured out by this age or you should... Be married by this age. Yeah, be married and have a kid by, you know, the time you're this age. There is no timeline. And hearing that is, sure, might not fix all your problems. But I think having that as, like, something to lean back on, knowing that it's okay because I'm going at my own pace, is so comforting to know. Because I think we... I mean, this day and age, there's social media, and there's all that bullshit online, and you see other people, and you compare your life to theirs almost. Um, but I think that's that's like the screwy part of it, it's that it gives like this false impression of where you should be, or what timeline you should be on, or what path you should be on, or whatever. And but if you if you run down that thought process of Let's say you need to be married by 26. Okay, what if you got married at 26? Would you be happy if you still weren't okay with yourself? If you still weren't able to identify your depression and understand how to live with it? No, you wouldn't. You'd You'd honestly probably be in a worse spot because you're saying, why do I have all these things that are supposed to make me happy? But I'm still depressed, but I'm still anxious, and I don't have any self-worth. I think... It all starts with you, and from that, you attract the other things. People want to have all the appearances of a happy, fulfilled life, but at the end of the day, they're probably empty on the inside. Yeah, and I, I see that more and more. 
especially with people our age. And I think the worst thing you could do is kind of, you know, there, there's a right and wrong way about dealing with your depression or, or not getting over it, but I, you know, identifying the problems and, and addressing it. You can be the person that gets overwhelmed by it and distracts yourself with, with other means. Um, or you can be the person that knows that there is a problem and wants to fix it. And, you know, let's just put a hypothetical situation out there. Like there's two people that are going through the exact same thing and they have the exact same thoughts, negative thoughts about it. And let's just say person A is going to distract themselves by doing things that are bad for them or they know are good for them and it's only going to hurt them in the future, but they want like a quick solution to their pain. And then person B is the one that is just as confused, if not even more, but they know that they can't distract themselves because the more they distract themselves, the more time they waste when they could have been addressing the, the root cause of it. Not to call anybody out, but um, when you said that person A and person B thing and all those scenarios that immediately took me back to my last relationship, I feel like a lot of what she wanted was a distraction. She wanted to go out to a dinner, to go buy things, to get material things, to have these experiences for the sake of distracting herself from her own mental problems. She wanted other people's approval, social media success and all of that. And I understand that those things might make you happy for a little bit, but I was at the same time trying to get her to get on top of her nutrition, to work through things like an eating disorder and all of that. And I was trying to show her the things that I believed was more important, like one's own physical health and mental health, instead of covering these things up with purchases and approval. Yeah, just to run with that thought even more... um... For those of you who are like in the process of helping somebody, you kind of have to understand that there will be a point in time where helping this person becomes more of a burden on you than it ought to be. And for the sake of your own mental health, you need to know when to, when to get out, quite frankly. You need to know when to cut your ties or cut your losses and because at some point run. you're self-sacrificing. Yeah, and that's... I think that's the point that I had got into, and I just decided that I can't teach you how to deal with your mental issues. It's not my job, and it shouldn't ever be another person's job. That's up to the individual and our own responsibility. It's just really tough to do that when you care about a person that much. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like then you have to realize that I love you enough to let you go. Yeah. And it's tough to to let go. Definitely. Um I think that's been a common theme for the both of us for at least for part of this year. Um It's a lot of growing up. Yeah, and I think there's definitely something to be said about when everything's just going all wrong for you. <laughs> Perspective-wise, sure it might it, it is going all wrong, but 
that's kind of like the catalyst you need to make that big change in your life and make those new like realizations and almost revelations where all of a sudden things aren't like reality isn't what you think it is anymore and it scares you because oh no everything's going wrong like what's happening and that you know going along with perspective that can either scare you as a person or you can find some inspiration in it and understand that wait I am really blessed right now to be having this thought process that everything's going wrong but maybe things are going wrong because I'm changing as a person like I'm not the same person that I was in the past that was okay with you know okay with being treated a certain way or it's fine if somebody acts like that even though it's not but I just don't want that thought process to like scare people because it's a really like fragile spot to be in and it can go wrong really quickly but it can also go right it's like such a fine line I think it's like the great divide of people yeah it's like that fork in the road where it's just like okay where are you gonna go now you go left and you are okay with everything that's all the fucked up shit that's going on and you accept it or you can go right and say that I'm not worth this I'm not worth being treated like this or I'm not worth surrounding myself with people who think like this I'm better than that so you know do I want to take the short path that ignores everything or do I want to take the long path that kind of sets me up for quite frankly a better future Mm-hmm. Or just a better environment to be in. It's like when people don't want to go go into like college or university or something to get their major. They're like, oh, well, I'll just be there for four years in school. Either way, four years later, you're going to be somewhere. Do you want a degree or do you want nothing to show for it? So yeah. do you want to put the work in and have maybe a tiny bit of progress in four years with your own mental health? Or in four years, do you want to, you're not going to be in the same place. You're going to be farther away from where you were and you're going to be doing worse because nobody ever stays in the same spot. That's not a real thing. That and also, I, I, I feel like I see it a lot in relationships where people stay in relationships that are toxic because they are almost comfortable. Hmm. They're used to that same routine. Um but they know like in the back of their head that what I'm doing right now maybe isn't the best thing for me. Like maybe your, I don't know, your partner isn't the best person for you. They're just negative all the time. They complain all the time. But you don't want to do anything about it because you're scared of not having them anymore. That's but a tough one. It is a tough one. And I think... I don't know. I feel like we know a lot of people that are like that. They stay in a relationship because I know I've been in been in that. Yeah. Um which kind of like just furthers a point of your perception on things can can yeah, it can be negative and like sure it might suck, but it can also be like really inspiring. Hmm. Um can you explain that? Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, like, speaking on relationships and, and how this applies, 
um, I feel like I've been in relationships in the past where you kind of see like the end of it. It's coming um, for whatever reason, good, you know, good or bad. And some people just want to like hang on to it for dear life. Like they just want to grip it so tight where their knuckles turn white. Um, but it's like they're only hanging on to like a moment or an emotion. They're they're hanging on to like who that who that person makes them feel like, and usually who the person that you become when you're in a toxic relationship is somebody that's lazy and comfortable with the situation they're in. Um, which kind of goes along with the point of a lot of people don't want to make the steps to change because they're scared. Mm. They know it's going to hurt. But I think what's important is this perspective change, this kind of like flip where it's like, okay, yeah, it's going to suck not being in a relationship with that person anymore because I'm alone. Because I'm alone and they make me feel comfortable and without them I don't feel comfortable. But the the important part is recognizing it and knowing that it was bad and what their what the other person does to them might make them feel secure but it's bad for them but you can find comfort in knowing that there's it's weird to think about but you can find comfort in knowing that there's something wrong with you because that means that there's something to fix and because there's something to fix that means that there is a better version of you waiting like on the other side of that journey yeah, because I think a lot of people can be depressed and they'll sit there and say, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. This is who I am. No, it's not. That is who your problems have made you. Or that is you with all your problems not being addressed or accepted. Because you're just saying, I am this way, not I have this problem. Once you start saying, I have this problem, you can then say, I have a solution. And not saying that you're going to find the solution by finding the problem but you find what you need to work on. Because that's farther than most people. How many people are actively working on themselves daily? How many people are assessing themselves and their friends' mental health? Not a lot of people. So just doing that puts you leagues above the mass population, especially our generation. Yeah, I definitely think it's, it's one of those things where I mean, how many times have you heard people say, like, be present or be more present? And everybody's just like, well, I am present. Are they, though? Hmm. And do people understand what being present means? Like, I think part of it is understanding that everything, you have the ability to feel everything that is happening to you. And some people don't want to feel because they're scared or that feeling might be painful to them. Um, but it, you know, it kind of goes back to this saying my dad used to tell me, it's like, would you rather be uncomfortable now, um, for a little bit or for relatively less amount of time now, or would you rather be uncomfortable in the future when everything you could have fixed, you did it and now you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. It's like, do you want to put in the work now to become a better person or, deal with the consequences when it goes bad in the future and i think that's the takeaway for you guys yeah it's it's definitely a a gratification thing 
or yeah. satisfaction thing that I I can say comfortably happens a lot in this generation than it does in any other one. Mainly because, you know, I I'm speaking for my age. Yeah. I think a lot of people are chasing the quick satisfaction and instant satisfaction rather than more like more purposeful goals and if you're the kind of person that's saying that it's okay to have that those little things that make you happy and to almost have distractions all the time i guess just give it time give it time and you'll see how how good that actually is for you how much that actually helps you because eventually you're not going to be in the spot or it's always going to have to be better. You always have to get more and more extravagant with those things to where you've worn yourself out. Like you will then become desensitized to the dopamine. Yeah, it's it's the same. I mean, it's just how addiction works. Yeah. Where you you know, you get that first high and then you're chasing the feeling you had when you had that first high. But in reality, you'll never experience that same feeling as the very first time you've had it. So you're always chasing this thing that you know you'll never attain or you, you, you'll never reach. Um, and I think that's what leads people to becoming addicted to like short-term things, whether it's like drugs or sleeping around with people or partying or any of those things where it's just quick and instant. I think you you need to do something for yourself now that you'll thank your future self. Do something now where your future self will thank you for doing it. Hmm. Um, I like that. But your future self isn't going to thank you for hooking up with fucking fifty people or drinking yourself sick every night. Yeah, or partying every weekend, or you know, just do something where if you were to look back on it, you'd be proud of. Um, but to kind of like wrap this whole thing up regarding depression, I think it's a it's definitely an epidemic that's going on, especially with younger people. It's definitely complicated. It's not easy. Um, so just, you know. I think we're really fortunate, though, to be a part of the generation to where depression is a part of their vernacular. I think we're very fortunate because that gives us an opportunity. Maybe not everybody, but it gives individuals the opportunity to work on themselves more. Yeah, and it, it kind of gives you the opportunity to write the story about it. Um, I think a lot of people have gotten that definition of like depression confused mm-hmm. or kind of skewed. Um, but a lot more people have it. Like, I have it. I'm sure, you know, Asher, Asher has it. I've been diagnosed. Yeah, it's it's something that we can we can fix by talking about it more. Make it comfortable for people in your friend groups or any of your social circles to talk about it. That's the only way it's going to get better is the more people talk about it, the more comfortable they'll be about it. Um, and the more comfortable they are regarding it, the more willing they are to learn more about it. Um, as corny as it sounds, love people the way you love yourself. Yeah, and at the end of the day, just try to be a good person. Um, understand that, like, 
your actions actually have repercussions on other people. I think that was the biggest like growth I've found these past couple of weeks where a lot of what other people did to me has a lot more meaning and it has a lot more of an effect on me than they thought it might have. Um, which is to say that like words mean something. So be gentle, be kind. Um, Keyword empathy. Yeah. Understand that your actions have consequences regardless of how you feel in the moment. But also, you know, if you're going through it, it gets better. Talk to people. Or maybe if you're not going through it and you're in a good spot, reach out to people and see how they're doing. Try and find the people in your life who are a little bit isolated, a little bit different from how they usually are. Because depression doesn't always look like crying and listening to sad music and not like going out of the house. Sometimes people are out and about with you, acting the same way they usually do, and they're full on depressed. Yeah, and it kind of goes along with how complicated this this condition is for people. Um, like you said, there's people out there that are partying or they're going out with their friends. They're still interacting the same way that they normally do, but when they go you know, home by themselves, they are depressed and they are fighting themselves every night, you know, trying not to, to lose this battle. Um, and I can just say that the battle is tough. Like I've, I've had moments where I don't see a point going on or it's hard to find hope or you forget what happiness feels like, or that's all you know. Being depressed is all you know, and you think that that's all your life is going to be. You don't remember a good moment. You don't remember not being sad. But That goes back to the, the hope. Yeah, you have there's, to have that hope. there's hope. And, you know, for, for anybody that's in a really dark spot, don't do something permanent without seeing it through. Like, explore other options um, because depression is not permanent. It really isn't, but what is permanent is a stupid decision you do thinking it's going to solve everything. So, what is the saying? It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Yeah. I think I think that's you know really true. We've we've lost, you know, people we've known to depression and it kind of like sends this wave throughout the whole community or throughout everybody that knew the person um and like suicide is one of those things that there's there's no other cause of death that is more that has more of an effect on other people than suicide so with that being said you know don't 
don't uh go easy on yourselves guys yeah take be it patient easy on with yourself. yourselves give yourself a break um, and practice a lot of gratitude you know there's a lot to be thankful for even when it might not look like it um, there's somebody out there that's going through something a lot worse than you are not to uh, invalidate anybody's feelings but it definitely is a, a temporary thing so well if you guys got this far thank you so much this one was a little bit longer than our last one um, if you like this episode uh, just follow us on Instagram at lfmf.podcast Leave a review on our Spotify uh, out of five stars if you want to. Follow and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. And just keep looking out for more episodes. Hopefully we can get a little more consistent now that Ben's getting over his concussion. And I think we have a lot of good stuff coming. Just a lot of good topics that are just very relevant to what's happening right now. Yeah, definitely. And Everybody take it easy. Be kind to yourself and others. We'll catch you guys next week. Have a good one, guys. You guys are such fucking dude, guys. Once we lose it, gone forever instead of what if Wish we could clone it You and me, we could own it Transform it and frame it If we move it, step together Synced in perfect arrangements So what you aiming for? I'm humble, more settled these days But I find you very stimulated Enamored, sir, melted in your laser hot gaze Cool vibes flowing with you Waiting in the waves Breath stroking in the pressure you I'm just digging the scene While he digging on me On the way back to Queens Move back leather seats Munchies, let's grab some meats On the run like two thieves Time to kill a night young, love just moving, I leave As if I was cast to play your misses In the story like a period, it plays the end of sentences This ain't the end, this the genesis Appreciate you, honorable mention Dedication, let the music make it Move with the groove, move like that Move with the groove, move like that And now we I'm a different skill set with the proof that I'm warm Really ain't no shame for me to toot my own horn Cause who else gonna do it? Okay, maybe lots You may be in the game or you may be lost I'm crazy cross the whole world Put in work like an urchin Unusual merchant, reputable working Cause I do work with perks and you know it's for certain Four times a year I'm unveiling the curtain hailing Another piece of the fabric that's magic Cause I'm a beast with the ravage and the average Girls see me shoot and rhyme down the cleavage I'll never go without the best music 
music I need this I'm spastic with jazz My homies here to show that We mastered the craft Turn your Sony up and blow back your wig piece If you dig grease Got the Grammy on lock And make it knock through the big leagues I'm a turret 